I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into fucking nightmares. You guys with me on that? You got to end somebody's dream. You got to take their job. You got to take their heart. Are you guys clear about this NFL shit now? We're not trying to go to the Peach Bowl. We're not trying to go to the Gator Bowl or the Blue Bonnet Bowl. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. Just win, baby. How's it going, everyone? And welcome to the greatest Raiders radio show podcast, whatever the hell you want to call it, in the world. This is the Raiders Daily. My name is Stephen Michaels. We are going to recap the Hall of Fame game. It's basically an extra preseason game for your Las Vegas Raiders. So let's get right into it. First of all, the Raiders win the game. Not that the outcomes of these games really matter, but... They do win the game 27-11, to 11, and that score wasn't even as close as it even sounds. The Jacksonville Jags scored at the end of the game. The Raiders pretty much beat the living shit out of this team. And listen, a lot of good things happen in this game. This team looks like an NFL team. This team looks like they're following their assignments. Not all the starters played. We all know that. No Derek Carr. You know, no Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, no Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. Same thing can be said about the other side. Jacksonville hardly played anyone. They had their backup quarterback in, Jake Lawton or Luton, wherever the hell he is. He's the worst quarterback i ever seen. That guy is awful. Completely awful. Kind of hard to even judge our defense based on how bad their offense is. But we can talk about our offense, the Raiders' offense. Okay, let's go from the bad first. The bad has to be Brandon Parker. This guy had a rough day, a rough night. He Now remember, he does not play left tackle. He was only playing because Colton Miller was not playing in this game. So they put Brandon Parker on the left side. Usually, during camp, he's been... Pretty much the right tackle. It looks like it looks like he's going to be the right tackle this season. I don't think this one Hall of Fame game is going to change that. Now, yes, Alex Leatherwood is obviously wants that job because, to be honest, Alex Leatherwood is in jeopardy of not getting any job on the O line. But we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, Brennan Parker had a tough, tough time playing on the left side last night. I mean, he got completely beat by Arden Key on one play for a sack. He, he just, his leverage, his balance, everything was just off. His awareness, it was terrible when it came to blocking for the quarterback, for Jared Stidham or Nick Mullins or Chase Garbers or any of those guys. Didn't do too great over there. Now... The good news is the other guys on the offensive line, especially especially Lester Cotton, 
went out there and he was phenomenal. He did a great job. Alex Leatherwood played inside, did a pretty damn good job at times. And played the other side, you know, playing at the right side. Did a good job. They had guys swapping in and out. And the Raiders, that offensive line, did a pretty solid job. Everyone did besides Brandon Parker. I mean, Brandon Parker had his moments. But didn't have the greatest night of his life. As far as blocking as a whole, though, the Raiders looked really good. Even their wide receivers, which has been a problem, by the way, for the last, I don't know, since I've been covering the Raiders. Their wide receivers have always sucked at blocking. That's just a fact. Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, they have noticed this, obviously, because they've been really, really grilling these guys and having these guys practice, the wide receivers, in blocking drills, and it has paid off. If you notice during this game, the Raiders, they utilized the screen game to a T. These guys were all blocking. They all had hands on someone. They are all following their assignments. The blocking game on the outside was very, very good for the Raiders for the most part. In fact, even Zamir White, who got drafted by the Raiders, a guy who in the future might be taking Josh Jacobs' job, the knock on him coming in, which the Raiders were worried about, was his ability to catch out of the backfield. Well, yesterday, that didn't look like it was a problem at all. Zamir White was catching really great screens, really good awareness. I like this Zamir White guy. I think he is going to be a star eventually. I really do. But before we get there, Josh Jacobs is like, don't forget about me because that guy looked like beast mode last night. Just plowing through there. Now he had a lot of help from guys like Lester Cotton, who was a bully on that offensive line. A bully. He was beating his guys, opening up wide open gaps for Josh Jacobs and Zamir White. He did a great job inside, Lester Cotton. You can't, I mean... You give a report card, got to give him an A, because he did a great job. A phenomenal job. He really did. Alex Leatherwood, like I said, you bring him out there. He did good last night. But again, they are playing against mostly backups. Now, the Jaguars did have their first round pick out there. You know, but they didn't have the majority of their starters. The, the Raiders had a lot more starters playing than the Jaguars did. And it is the Hall of Fame game, which is pretty much a scrimmage. It's an extra preseason game. But still, it's pretty much like we're watching training camp, but they're playing against a different team. They can actually hit. You know what I mean? They can actually do... There's more hitting going on. There's not a lot of, you know, schemes involved. Although, you know, Josh Jacobs did have these guys communicate out there, and they communicated a lot better than... I've seen the Raiders communicate in a preseason game in a long time as well. They really did. But, I mean, credit to the offensive line. They did a great job last night. Like I said, Brandon Parker does have problem with his leverage. Uh, he, he, had, he had a rough go. But everyone else, every, Leatherwood to Cotton to, I mean, even Josh Simpson. Everyone pretty did a good, a solid, solid job out there. And the running backs... They're going to be good. Now, remember, this season, the Raiders are going to be different. It's not going to be Josh Jacobs 100% of the time. So it's going to be running back by committee. And 
that looks like it's going to be the best route. If you can mix in Josh Jacobs, bring in Zamir White, bring in Kenyon Drake, bring in Abdul. I mean, the list goes on. That, that's going to be pretty hard to stop. Now, a lot of people are talking about the, the running back that came in in the fourth quarter, Austin Walter. I don't know if he's actually going to make the team, but he does have a really good first step and a very good vision hitting the hole. If I'm the Raiders, I put him on the practice squad. Just saying. I mean, he, he looked pretty good in that game. I would like to see more of him in the future. Uh, Jared Stidham, the Raiders quarterback. This guy did pretty good. I mean, he did better than I was expecting because I was expecting him to be a train wreck. Yes, he's playing against backups. That can't be, you know, we have to say that. He was playing against mostly backups. He wasn't playing against, you know, real competition here. And that worries me a little bit. But he did okay. He even ran for a touchdown. I mean, we haven't seen a Raiders quarterback do that in a, while, a long time. You know, actually make a good run. Play breaks down. Doesn't see anyone open. Decides to run for it. Wish Derek Carr would do more of that. Hopefully he does. Raiders had a lot of starters out there. They did. They had a lot of starters. Diablo was on defense for a few plays. On offense, like I said, you had Josh Jacobs. Matt Collins was out there. He didn't do pretty much anything. But they did have him block a lot. I noticed that. Maybe that was his assignment for the game, was just blocking. And he did a good job in blocking, by the way. But he didn't get any... He didn't get open. There was a few plays where... I know they were setting something up for him on a go route, and they never could get there. They just never got to go there. Tyrone Johnson, you know, he needs to have a really good preseason, a really good offseason to make the active roster. He does, because the Raiders are loaded at wide receiver. He did all right. He dropped a few passes, uh, you know, but other than that, he looks pretty good. You know, I mean, remember, this is the first game. We can't stress that enough here. This is the Hall of Fame game. This is the extra preseason game. So these guys are just seeing action for the first time. And, you know, it's beginning of August here. So it's earlier than normal teams would do it. So obviously some guys are going to be rusty. That's why it was kind of good to have Josh Jacobs run the ball and all those guys run the ball. Get some rust off of them. The only thing that scares me is injuries. Like when Keelan Cole caught a pass, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure he's going to be the third wide receiver on that team. He catches a ball, and wow, man, he got hit in the head. It looked like it broke his neck. That was a scary moment. That's when I thought, hey, maybe you should just pull everyone. You know, put DJ Turner out there as wide receiver the whole game. You don't want to get these guys injured. But Josh McDaniels did do a good job of putting guys out there for a few plays, you know, bringing them back in, putting them out there, bringing them back in. So everything flowed pretty nicely. The Raiders dominated the actual game. Like I said, I mean, the screen game the Raiders were doing last night, I mean, they, they really executed very, very well. If you go back and watch the game, all the screens, they're executing very, very well. They really were. So, anyways, uh, Stidham came in there, like I said. You know, this is a guy who I think sucked in New England. But he came in, he was 8 for 15, had 96 passing yards. He didn't throw any interceptions, which is a good thing. So, you know, and he had a rushing touchdown. 
Mullins came in there. He was 8 for 11. He had 72 passing yards. I think we'll see more of him in the preseason. And then Chase Garbers came in. Big fan of Chase Garbers, by the way. He came in in the fourth quarter. He was 4 for 6, had 35 passing yards. But yeah, so, I mean, the running backs, like I mentioned, Josh Jacobs, he carried the ball five times, ran for 30 yards. Amir Dula, he had that, uh, I believe he had that touchdown run. Uh, he did good. Zamir White had 11 carries, 52 yards. I mean, he looked really good. He really did. He looked really, really good. Josh Jacobs looked really good. I mean, really good. I mean, Zamir White, I believe it was like, uh, the stat is like 82.5% of his rushing yards came after contact, which is amazing. Very, very good for the Raiders. Very good. And uh, Tyron Johnson, like I mentioned, he missed a couple of passes, which I wish he could have caught because he could have caught one. One was kind of low, but there was no one really around him. He could have ran back to that ball, especially with his speed, but he failed to do that. There was like two of them when I did not like. He was two for five, by the way, in catching the football. Uh, but, you know, first game, first game. So we'll see how he goes. Even Keelan Cole was one for three. So, but that one was, you know, for 31 yards that he caught. And Demarcus Robinson, he came in. He caught two passes. Uh, one, I believe, was like for like eight and a half yards or something like that. Um, I believe it was. But I don't, re I really don't remember. Or 17 yards, maybe? I really don't remember what it was. But, uh, no, he had total 17, sorry. But, uh, yeah, so he did a pretty good job. Alex Leatherwood, like I said, he did he did a pretty good job out there. You know? I mean, he didn't allow any sacks. He only allowed one pressure the entire game. Brandon Parker did not do that well. Dylan Parham, uh, you know, he played a lot. He had 23 pass blocking snaps, 23 of them. And he allowed one pressure. So, he did okay. He really did. Malcolm Kuntz was out there a lot. Malcolm Kuntz should have had an interception. He had a pass deflection. The ball goes right in the air. I mean, if he just puts his head up, he's catching that football. That thing was not that far away from him. Go back and watch it. That should have been, you know, he hits the ball up in the air and he go, runs and catches it. Because it was just floating up in the air. He could have caught that pass. That one should have went back to the house. Malcolm Coons had a good opportunity right there, and he knew it as soon as it happened. As soon as that ball hit the ground, you you could see, you know, he hit his helmet, you know, smacking his helmet. He knew it. He could have had an interception right there. Matthew Butler comes in there, plays pretty damn good. Really did. He played pretty good. Uh, not like fantastic or anything, but came in, looked all right. Vernon Butler looked pretty good in this game as well. He got a couple pressures on the quarterback. I believe he got two pressures on the quarterback. And, you know, like I said, they didn't have to do that much. You know, Malcolm Kudens, like, he, he rushed the quarterback a lot. He got three pressures on the quarterback. He didn't get him down. But, you know... They were pretty much in control. And uh, Butler, like I said, he had some pressure. And 7.7% uh, of his pass rush snaps, uh, he got pressure on the quarterback. 
That is what I'm going to be looking for the most, by the way, is the defense attack tackles getting pass rush. That is something that everyone needs to look out for because right now the Raiders don't know who is going to be that defense tackle. But all the guys they have, if you notice, if you watched last night, they don't have any guys who can actually generate pass rush from the inside. It's like non-existent. So when a regular season starts, you're only going to get that from the outside. You're going to get it from Crosby. You're going to get it from Chandler. You're going to get it, Chandler Jones. You're going to get it from the some linebacker, uh, blah, linebacker blitzes, you know, some double stunts and things like that. But you need to get some pressure from the inside. Those DTs for the Raiders, they need to get after the quarterback and help out the guys on the outside. Otherwise, they're just run stuffers. And on passing plays, if the guys on the outside don't win their battles, the guy's going to have all day to throw the football. So that's something I'm going to be looking forward to seeing what the Raiders do if they add someone in free agency. Because as you know, after these preseason games, there's usually a couple of cuts and then they bring in people. They need to bring in or try out some different defensive tackles to get some pass rush on these quarterbacks. Because right now, that is the biggest biggest need for this team it's not the secondary it's really not it's not the offensive line they will figure that out I think they have the right talent there to figure it out it is the defensive tackle position that is the most glaring hole on this team there's no doubt about it so as far as the uh secondary went last night I mean uh Tyree Gillespie was out there he played you know, okay, he had a couple plays where uh, I don't know what he was doing, but he 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 allowed about 27 yards. Uh, he covered okay. You know, only one touchdown was allowed in coverage as for the full team, and as you know, that came late in the game. So, I mean, like, it's not, like I said, Jake Luton, or Lawton, I don't even know how you say his name. This guy may have, I mean, he had these throws here, these short yard throws, but he wasn't really, the Jaguars weren't really doing anything. You know what I mean? He went 10 for 17 for 94 yards, but he had zero touchdowns to show for it. Uh, he had a 58.4 passing grade. So, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. He was that bad. It was just crazy. Sorry about that. So, yeah, so overall, the Raiders... In this game, I mean, they pretty much manhandled the Jaguars. They really did. They manhandled that team. They did exactly what they wanted to do. They did all the things they wanted to accomplish as far as getting the wide receivers to block, get Zamir White out there in space, see what he can do. Because, you know, blocking for Zamir White and catching is very important. They want him... They want to get him up to speed on all that. He didn't do a lot of that in college. But I'll tell you what. I mean, he's getting better at that. Like I said earlier, clearly he can catch screen passes. And if everyone follows their assignments, and they did, that guy could do some damage in space. But he's also a grinder. You know, Lester Cotton up there, if he's breaking gaps like that in a regular season, Josh Jacobs and Zamir White and Kenyon Drake... Which, by the way, I would have not put Kenyon Drake out in that field. I don't know if I already said this. But the guy is coming off a broken leg. 
they're trying to ease him into everything in practice. And I know he went kind of like full speed the last few days. But still, he's coming off a devastating injury. I would have not have played him in the game. I know he didn't play a ton, but I still would not have... I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have touched it. I mean, you have Zemir White. You have Josh Jacobs taking carries. And then you have, you know you have Amir Adula. Then you know... You know, you have the Austin Walter dude that's going to come in. That's all you need. You didn't really need Kenyon Drake in the game. You really didn't. And, you know, I just think next preseason game, then you start playing him. But, you know, he's coming off a devastating injury. But McDaniels, this is a different team. And I hope he's a good coach. I really do. So far, they look really polished. They look really good. They didn't look sloppy. Even their backups didn't look that sloppy like the Jags did. The Jaguars, they look sloppy. They did. Now, I know most of them were backups, but they look sloppy. The Raiders look polished. They look like an NFL team. They look like a team that when the starters are going to be out there, they are going to be a dangerous team. And that's what bothers me about the the uh, these ESPN and Fox Sports and all these people who don't know shit about football or these writers that they're really good at grammar, but they can't tell you what a two technique is. All of those type of people who are not, you know, they're, they're not talking about the Raiders. They're talking about the Chargers. They're talking about the Broncos all because of a quarterback than Russell Wilson, who's overrated. And I'm telling you, this is a guy who threw an interception in the end zone in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. This guy is not as good as advertised. That's just the truth. That is the truth. And we will see this season. Meanwhile, you got the Raiders over here. You know, you got Derek Carr, who, yeah, he, he's, he's got to be consistent. And I've been saying that for years. But now you put Devontae Adams with him. You got Hunter Renfro. You got Darren Waller. You got you add Zamir White into the mix. Kenyon Drake, Amir Adula. That offense... Who's going to stop that? Because that offensive line, that will be fixed. They will be good. They're not going to be great. But they will be good enough where Josh McDaniels can have Derek Carr get the ball out of his hands fast and have his wide receivers do the rest of the work. As long as Derek Carr does not fall into that late season collapse that he usually does, like last year he did it. You know, he had a, that game against the Giants and a game four, you know, where he has these like three, two or three bad games in a row for really no reason at all. Sometimes they're coming off a win and all of a sudden the guy just, I don't know. If he can avoid that, this Raiders team can beat any team in that division, including the Kansas City Chiefs. I am telling you, they're that good. And the defense, when you add, you know, Chandler Jones, this guy, people aren't talking... I mean, Chandler Jones is a huge pickup. This is a guy who does not get the credit that he deserves. This is a guy who gets like 10 sacks every season. You put him with Max Crosby on the outside. I mean, Chandler Jones, I mean, like Yank Nagakwe, right? Yeah, he's good. He's a really good player. But overall, he's not Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is good against the run. Chandler Jones is good against the pass. He can do everything. He is a full player. He can do everything you want out of a defensive end, outside linebacker, whatever you want to call it. He's going to be defensive end, but still. 
This defense is good. And guys like Diablo and Denzel Perryman, people are forgetting. And Rocky Asin, this guy's a really good cornerback. He is another guy, underappreciated, underrated. And what's going to happen is, all of these talking heads and dummies that don't know the, the game of football, the Raiders are going to go into this season and start smashing people up and then people are going to be surprised the Raiders are so good. Or they're going to say, well, we knew they were going to be good. They got Devontae Adams. They're going to say something stupid like that where I am telling you right now, this whole season, this team can go to the Super Bowl, but it will depend on one person and one person only, and that is Josh McDaniels. If he is ready to be a head coach, this team can compete for a Super Bowl. They are better than the Denver Broncos. They, they are probably just as good as the Chargers. That's going to be a tough one. The Chiefs lost their golden boy and Tyreek Hill. Double up on Kelsey. Get after Mahomes. Break them down. The Raiders can beat the Chiefs. They can beat the Broncos. They can beat the Chargers. They can win that division. They really could. And I'm not basing this off a scrimmage game, a Hall of Fame game. I'm basing this off reality. I'm basing this off the roster. And if you just look at that game, the scrimmage game, these guys just look like they're better than last season. They just, their awareness looks better. Their quickness looks better. The teaching, the coaches are doing. You know, maybe not McDaniels, but Patrick Graham, Antonio Pierce, you name it. All the assistant head coaches are clearly doing a good job teaching these guys where to be. You know, where where to be, be around the ball, be always around the ball. Like, their awareness and vision are clearly better than last season. There is no doubt about it. There is no doubt. There is no doubt. The sky is the limit for this team this season because I'm telling you, they will be able to beat any team in the NFL. As long as Josh McDaniels is not a flop again. As a head coach. The only thing that worries me. Like I say every show. Every Patriots coordinator. That goes to the NFL and tries to be a head coach. Ends up sucking. So, But I have a feeling. It's not really going to matter. Because the talent is there. You know when Josh McDaniels was first in Denver. He didn't have talent like this. This is crazy amount of talent the Raiders have. Not to mention that was a long time ago. So I think, I personally think, I'm hoping anyways, that the Raiders are going to be just fine with Josh McDaniels. He, I mean, I put it this way. Andy Reid, and I don't care what those talking heads say, is the most overrated head coach in the NFL. The only reason why he has a Super Bowl ring is because he has a really good quarterback and Patrick Mahomes. He had Tyreek Hill. I mean, you don't even... Why do you think the offensive coordinator doesn't get a head coaching job? Because all of their plays are improvised, right? You see it every play. The play breaks down, Patrick Mahomes runs center right, and throws the ball up in the air, and Tyreek Hill finds his way to get open. That's pretty much all the plays. And when Andy Reid tries coaching, what happens? All of a sudden, they can't score. They can't move the football like he tries to do every Super Bowl. When Andy Reid tries to coach, the Chiefs suck. When he lets Packer Holmes just play street football, they look good. So if the Raiders can just do that, if Derek Carr can take command of that offense with those weapons, 
I don't think it matters who the head coach is. I think this team is going to be good. And like I said, last night, there was a lot of good moments. I mean, you can see Tyron Johnson, even though he missed those passes, he's fast. He has a chance to make the roster. He really does. Keelan Cole, he's the only guy who can really high point a football on their wide receiver depth chart. So he's a guy they're going to need, especially for the end zone, the red zone. And that's going to be very key, as you know, last season. And pretty much in the season before that, I believe, the Raiders have sucked in the red zone. Well, during practices, during training camp, that's all they've been working on that pretty much since the start of training camp. So with the starting unit out there, as long as they can score in the red zone, there's not going to be many teams in the NFL that are going to be able to stop the Raiders. I'm telling you that right now. Not with Zamir White and uh, Josh Jacobs running at them. And I'm telling you, the offensive line will be fine. They really will be. They're not going to be a top five offensive line, obviously. But if, as long as they can just hold up for one and a, two seconds, let Derek Carr get the ball out of his hands, the other guys, even if it's a slant pass or whatever you want to, whatever play, yards after the catch, all of those guys are really good at. And if they can protect longer, you can get big go routes to Devontae Adams or whoever at that point. The Raiders are going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. They really are. But I really like the way they played last night. They looked like an NFL team. They looked way more prepared than Jacksonville. They looked like they've been taught way better fundamentals overall, especially like their backups, than Jacksonville. They just looked like an NFL team, and Jacksonville looked like a, a high school football team. That's what it came down to. Jared Stidham pretty much was lit them up. Nick Mullins pretty much lit them up. So, I mean, what does that tell you? Meanwhile, I mean, these guys couldn't do anything until the fourth quarter, really. They couldn't do anything until the Raiders got tired, and I don't think anyone really cared at that point. So that's it, guys. The good news is the Raiders win the first Hall of Fame game. Remember that they have an extra preseason game. And then we'll go from there. We'll see how they do the next preseason game. I think we'll see some starters. I really do. That's the looks like the way Josh McDaniels is going to do this. I think the first preseason game, we might even see Derek Carr, to be honest with you. If he's playing that many starters, why not play Derek Carr for a few plays? You don't play him long, but one or two plays. But don't play anyone who's coming off a devastating injury. We don't need no one to get injured for a meaningless game. But the Raiders look good. They look sharp last night. That's the good news. If you're a Raider fan today, you got to feel really, really good about the direction of this football team. All right, guys, that is it. Thank you for listening. My name is Stephen Michaels. This is the Raiders Daily.